Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF Relationships with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. I am your congested cold season host back here again to talk with you about relationships, breakups, and getting over your ex. I'm very excited for today's conversation. It is a client story with Anna Lum, and she shares about healing her anxious attachment type, her anxious preoccupied attachment type. And this is just like such a good interview. Anna is amazing. She is just a leader in the field. She's a barber in the Sacramento area. And then she talks about how she weaves this work into her own work, which is really, really cool. And just a fun, obviously, conversation because that is one of my top five needs. And I weave that through everything that I do. So no surprise there. We have a blast in this conversation. And Anna starts off just the first couple of minutes roasting me, which I always love, as you can tell, (laughs) during the interview. So of course, before we get into the interview, I, as predicted during the interview, I'm talking about my Thanksgiving week as it's happening right now while I'm recording my intro. And this week, you know, has been up and down as I'm sure most people's Thanksgiving breaks are with family. Family can be so wonderful and supportive and they can know everything about you because they've witnessed you from day zero. And they can also be the most triggering, complicated relationships that we have. (laughs) Thanks, family. So what I'm going to share is that I had to set a boundary with a family member this week. And anytime I'm setting boundaries, I often get like my attachment system just gets super overwhelmed, very triggered, highly anxious and just like, honestly, just super charged with fear. And so just now, after I set this boundary, I just had this kind of like lingering, I would describe it as a fireworks sensation in my, in my throat and my chest. And I asked my husband for a hug and he was so wonderful and just gave me the most delightful hug. And it's still, you know, it helped and that made me feel just so supported and loved, but it didn't quite get at the sensations that were just kind of buzzing inside of me. So I'm sharing this with you because I want you to know that it is totally possible to process these emotions and with practice over time, using tools that work for you, whether that is meditation or EFT tapping, or for me, somatic experiencing, the sensations and that feeling can actually be processed. It just blows my mind every time I do it. So that's why I'm so excited to talk about it. So what I did was I just sat by myself for five minutes. I just gave myself five minutes and I said, I'm going to feel the feeling really hard. I identified all the sensations that I could use to describe it. And then I tried to, because it was in my throat in my chest area, I tried to push the sensation down all the way through my body to my feet. And this is such an interesting thing about somatic experiencing that like bringing your feet into your practice or just into the here and now can be so grounding and calming. And that's what I just did. And it was so great. And then I was able to walk back outside and just be like present and here and, you know, my authentic self. It just felt really 
wonderful. And I'm just so grateful that I have all these tools. And I especially share this because I want you to know that I'm still, you know, working through all of these things right alongside you. Like setting boundaries still gets me going. I mean, I still have like a hologram of emotions whenever I have to do it. And what I've decided is that it's not that those feelings are ever going to go away. It's that I'm able to sit with those feelings in order to set the boundary. I have a cl- I'm working with a client right now who is so fun. And he he was telling me, we were talking about boundary setting. And he was like, yeah, it's really interesting with boundaries. It's like, either you don't set a boundary and it's really hard and you're resentful. Or you do set the boundary and it's still really hard. So you have to choose your hard. I'm sure that's a quote from a very famous person. And I don't know who the famous person is. But I just... I. Love that. I'm like, I'm choosing my heart. And today I chose my heart to set the boundary and to sit with myself with the tough emotions that came up from it. So I wish you the very same. And thanks for listening to my intro. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving break. And if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, I hope you have just a wonderful break. I still struggle. I still struggle with this holiday and I don't really know what to call it. And it it's coming in the next couple of years, wh- how I can wrap my brain around it and still honor time with family while also celebrating the horrific genocide that our country experienced back in the day that this holiday still celebrates. So, so there it is still wrapping my brain around it. All right. With that, (laughs) I am going to get into this week's episode. So here it is with Anna. to Lit AF Relationships. Good to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. This is a long time in the making. Mm-hmm. I feel like we talked mm-hmm. about this a lot, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. today we're going to talk about healing your attachment style, which is my favorite topic. Y'all know it's your favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> getting roasted, folks. <laughs> getting roasted on my podcast. And I love it. It's my favorite thing. Let's talk about it today. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about Anna about healing her attachment style. I'm Wait, just like, do, I feel do like you have a check-in. Really... Oh my gosh. No, I record before? that. I record that so separate. So separate. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have Sarah's check-in. We'll record that later. Yeah. It'll probably be like a Thanksgiving <laughs> update to be real. Okay. Yeah. We'll probably Sounds talk good. about how... I had to do so much reprogramming after visiting my family and oh my God, mm-hmm. <laughs> family is so hard <laughs> and I love them so much and this is difficult. So yeah, that'll be, that's the recap of the Sarah's update that we're going to, I'm going to record later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for being on the show and let's just kick it off by talking about which attachment style you actually identified previously with most. I would really say that you're very much insecure. I don't know if we've actually like named that quite yet together. I'd say so too. I'd, I'd like to say that I'm insecure I'm based off of all the work that I've done. But, you know, in terms of the insecure attachment style is definitely leaning anxious, preoccupied. Yeah. Yeah. And how yeah. did that, how would, what were the signs that you kind of felt when you were in that attachment style? Mm, always needing to, Soothe through other people. I didn't mm. know how to self-soothe. My subconscious was very loud. Like Oof. my brain was just 
was very, very loud. Yeah. Like, couldn't shut it up the whole day. Oh, my God. That's so hard. I know. <laughs> it was so it was really tough. It really, like, it, it sounded like it liked to write a lot of stories and then believe in those stories. Yes, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And it just, it was just constant, constant loop in my head. Constant. What else? I feel like I was always, like, scrambling to figure things out. Mm. Like, just constantly trying to look for information to, like, figure out what was going on. Wow. Which is also very powerful, too, because it led me to where I am now. Yes. And to find answers about yes everything. I love that. I think the first step of healing an attachment style is being able to like recognize the benefits of it. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had initially taken the quiz, Mm. the quiz on the personal development school. Mm -hmm. I had never felt so red in my life. (laughs) (gasps) Roasted. Again. Roasted. Yeah. Roasted. (laughs) Read me like a book. (laughs) She was throwing shade. She was throwing out tea. She knew. kind of I think what really stood out to me was like feeling that you always need someone and then when you get the sense of that other people don't need you Mm. like that's what hurts Mm. because you get like as an AP you get fulfillment from other people needing you yeah and when you need something you don't understand like how to give it to yourself. You're always seeking mm. outside validation or other people to fulfill those needs for you. Mm. So that was huge. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like this kind of endless, this like disappointment loop. Like you're kind of like always looking to other people to fulfill a need and they're like not looking to fulfill that need or they're not looking to get their needs met from you is that what you're saying like it was just this kind of cycle of it yeah if I think about a specific situation with my ex like I had remembered before like even understanding attachment style I told her that like I just feel like you don't need me anymore Mm. and that was like so painful to me because like I felt like I didn't bring value to the Mm. relationship yeah But then at the same time, she had said that, well, I don't want to need you or like, I don't want to express my needs when you're so obviously hurting right now. Oh, oh my gosh. Because it would like trigger you and maybe have like a trigger you to have some emotional reaction. Yeah. Or, you know, she would, I think it was like a, a simultaneous dynamic of us putting each other on a pedestal and putting each other's needs before Mm. our own. So no one's getting any needs met. (laughs) No. We got (laughs) And the communication wasn't, it wasn't landing and it was too much like push pull. Yeah. It was a lot of that. Like caretaking and then also like resentment because they're not reading your mind. I mean, it's just, I've been yeah. there. I've so been there. It's exhausting. Yeah. It yeah. it really is. It's very tiring. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So what <laughs> you kind of led, you kind of shared earlier that like 
your constant need to figure things out kind of led you to figuring or like finding attachment work. So I'm curious, like how, like what drove you to figure out like, okay, I need to heal this. And then how did you find out about it? So, I mean, essentially we had an attachment rupture, my ex and I, and I had never felt so like activated and dysregulated in my life. Like this was like some sort of like deep, deep pain that like I couldn't put my finger on. I didn't know where it was coming from. Like, yes, I could name like the possible like logistic things that like attributed to it. But like, if you just look at those things by themselves, you know, it does, that doesn't seem as painful as like what I was actually like feeling inside. Mm. So I knew something was wrong. I knew something. I just needed to figure it out because it hurt so much. And I didn't understand why it hurt so much. Mm. That's so scary. I know. Right. I was just like, I was just like, what the fuck is happening to me? Like, <laughs> like this is, doesn't feel normal. No, I know. Like, <laughs> this is something's not right. Like, I can't stop no. crying. Like, <laughs> oh my God. It's so hard. I've literally, literally, like, this year has, like, been the most crying I've ever done in my life. Oh my God. That's and so it's beautiful. Like, yeah. Yeah. It really is. And, like, I got, I got comfortable crying. Hell yeah. Cause I used to, I used to hate crying in front of people. I used to, like, you know, just feel really uncomfortable and like I was self-conscious of like crying to the point where I can't breathe or I'm like hyperventilating mm. and like gasping for air. But, you know, repetition means it gets easier and easier over time. True. Very <laughs> true. Easy- <laughs> yep. And it's easier for me to cry in front of people and just like let it happen, let it flow through. There is nothing more empowering than a public cry. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. Truly. <laughs> Truly. I remember the, my last big public cry. I was like in this public market in Mexico, in Valladolid, this like tiny town in Mexico. And I was like yeah. crying to my mom about this big need. And I was just sitting there like stating my truth. And her husband was like mm-hmm. watching me do this. And I remember just thinking like, Fuck yeah, Sarah. Like years ago, I never allowed myself to do this. And like, I'm sharing a need. I'm being vulnerable. I'm being honest. I'm being truthful. And I am crying in public. So I'm getting like so many points today. It felt so good. Yeah. Knowing that you're a recovered FA, like showing that vulnerability, I know is like incredibly hard. hard. It is so hard. Yeah. And also to be able to do all those things within your family dynamic as well. I mean, it's crazy. Even harder. Yes. Because that's yes. where all of it stems from. Exactly. Thanks, family. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> 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 exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. you're having like public cries. You're really getting in touch with the literal act of crying. And mm-hmm. what led you, like, what were the steps that led you to actual attachment theory? Yeah. So I had talked about my situation with my good friend, David, and he had recommended me a good handful of books, one of them being attached. Mm. And I was trying to obtain as much information as possible, <laughs> like yeah. as fast as possible too. 
But I don't know. With attached, I was still kind of confused about. Mm. I think whenever they added, I only knew that there was just anxious and avoidant. Yes. Yeah. But I didn't understand like all the additional terms to it. You know, like mm. preoccupied, fearful, disorganized, dismissive. I was like, okay, I'm kind of confused. Or like, are these like subcategories of like mm. each one? Until like, you know, I started consuming more information on it. So like with Attach, it was too much of a detailed read for me at the time to really understand it. Though I was able to resonate with a lot that was in the book. Mm. And then at the same time, I was YouTubing relationship advice around insecurities. And then I came across the personal development school content. Mm. Yes. So good. Yes. Mm, yes. Thais. Snaps. So Thais. many snaps happening, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so and I feel like she really broke it down. I don't know. I just love her. She broke it down in, in such a relatable way and where it's, it's easy to understand. And I feel like, I don't know, you just can't dislike her. Yep. She's just a bundle of joy. And Truly. she's funny and she just, yes. she, she tells it out how it is, but is so kind yes. and compassionate at the same time. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, I'm inspired to make change. And thank you for reading me. Like all of, yeah. the, all of the things happening at the same time. It's amazing. Right. There was just so many like light bulb aha moments where I was like, oh yeah, that sounds like you definitely read me. Like that sounds exactly like mm. me. Mm. And to be able to hear that and understand that it's not just me going through that and that this is like a bunch of other people going through the same thing. It felt like I just didn't feel alone. Yes. And because before I understood that or before I was able to put context to it, I just felt like I was going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I felt like that, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Especially with an attachment rupture. Oh my God, your whole attachment style gets so activated. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, you know, I just never felt this before. And yeah, I literally just felt like I was going crazy. Mm. Wow. And so you found personal development school. And I'm curious, like, was it kind of, it sounds kind of like it was, but like, was it this instant thing of like, oh, this is helping right away? Yeah. 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 Most definitely. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So if we could like go back into the little time machine to like just a couple months ago, I'm so curious, like what beliefs were you holding about yourself in relationships? Yeah. Like what did your brain think was concretely true? I used to think, or I used to believe, you know, I wasn't a priority. Mm. I wasn't being considered. I'm being disrespected. I don't belong. Mm. I'm not funny. Oh my God. Not that's fun. just not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's just not true. I know. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> yeah, please. Please. That's when you know that like your brain is like working a little too hard. It's like, I know. you don't think I'm fun? Like you're one of my most fun clients. <laughs> 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 but yeah, okay. I know. What a what a round. 
Yeah, right? Totally. Yes. Huge turnaround. Huge turnaround. So yeah. how like how was that manifesting like in your relationships? And I'm gonna say plural because like you can talk about relationships like romantic, friendships, anything, any direction you want to take it in. Yeah. I'd say like in terms of some of my friendships, like say if I if I ever felt like plans fell through or that, you know, something all of a sudden comes up or there's no like urgency to want to set plans. Mm. That just made me not feel like a priority within my previous relationship. Certain things would happen and I just felt like I wasn't thought of. I wasn't a thought Mm. in this decision that was being made. I felt very unconsidered in that situation. And then some of those things just kind of kept happening over and over. Mm. Where I just, I didn't feel considered. and. Well, in terms of feeling like disrespected, you know, I would put a lot of meaning to things that I would hear and I would personalize it mm. to myself. Yeah. So like making it mean something about you. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so hard. And then in terms of not belonging with that one, I'd say leading up to our attachment rupture, I definitely, I only was really focused like on business and my partner. Mm. So when things were not going well between us and, you know, her attention started to go elsewhere, it made me feel very left out. Mm. And I know it's super important for her to have her own friends and for both of us to have our own friends, but I, I wanted to feel included. It felt like I could belong there as well. But there's so many insecurities coming up where I just, I didn't felt like, I didn't feel like I belong there. Mm-hmm. And then it was really difficult to go through that time because I realized like, oh shoot, like, who do I talk to about all this stuff? Mm-hmm. I'm so used to talking to her about everything, every little problem that I have. But now the problem is between us and we're not like seeing each other. Oh my gosh, that's so it's hard. Just, I couldn't, you know, it it helped me to start to nurture my other relationships and, and you know, yeah. the people that are there, but I haven't been tending to. Yeah, you diversified your resources. That's huge. Yes, yes. Huge. And I love what you're saying too about how because it was just work and your partner, the importance of those two going well, almost was that like an impossible like pressure? Yeah. Like if it didn't do well, then there really wasn't much else to fall back on. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so like- 100%. So hard. So hard to be in that situation. It's just kind of like, there's like two pillars like holding something up and then just one's crumbled. And then it's like the other one can't stay up either because that's like half of the foundation there. Totally. Yeah. Except you're like fucking rocking in at business. So like, (laughs) I'm not worried about that. (laughs) I'm not worried about that pillar, but you, you, it sounds like you went out and you got some more pillars. You're like, okay, cool. We're going to bolster this with some other support systems. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think with, you know, feeling so dysregulated, it definitely did affect like my output 
in terms of business. Mm. I was able to show up physically, you know, mm. and, and like to my appointments, but in terms of like running it and like putting out content and editing content, that was a, like a really hard thing for me to do, mm. keep doing. But thankfully, so I, thankfully it's okay. It's, it was fine. <laughs> yay. Yay. Yeah. But it did, it yeah. did have a ripple effect. It sounds like on your business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Oh, it's so hard. Okay. So now that you've done some attachment work and what I love actually about our work together is that you were doing personal development school alongside with this coaching. So it was like, mm-hmm. you're getting like one-on-one coaching while also doing group calls and being, having like personal development school as a resource. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, having done this work, like what are the most significant changes that you've seen from it? I think before I go into that, I want to say that once finding the personal development school and then finding that you are a coach under them, it just lit up a light bulb in me because I have experienced coaching in the past year in terms of my business. And I know I've learned that that's been a great way to keep me accountable on things and a great way for me to work through things. It's kind of like the form of education that really works for me. It just clicked. I was like, you know, once I consumed your content and I was like, man, I like the, like, I like her personality. I like the way she's breaking things down. (laughs) And I was like, fuck it. You know, let me book a call. And that's why like during our call, I was like, yeah, just send it. Like, are you sure? Like, are you sure you want to, you don't want to wait? Like, (laughs) do you want to take time? You're like, no. Yeah. Nope. That was amazing. We'll just. Here, take it, take the money. <laughs> and like, that's also to give credit to, you know, my business coaching that's helped me with my finances and to be able to have the means to even afford this extra help and coaching and just be able to pay for it in full like that. Like, I'm so Hell yeah. grateful to be able to have the means to get this, this type of help. Oh, I love that. Well said. Thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so you found me and, <laughs> and then you started working on your attachment style. And so I'm curious, yes. like, what are the biggest changes that you've seen so far? So I'd say some of the biggest changes that I've seen so far is that I don't take things as personally anymore. I'm also able to challenge the stories that come up into my head and like have the capability to tell what a story is and what's the truth and then question my stories if they are true or not i've been able to approach i've been able to approach people's situations or maybe things that they project with more discernment versus judgment that's a really big one yeah because i could just i could see like the underlying thing that's there versus just judging them from the surface. Mm, That's amazing. Yeah. Those are huge things. It's definitely huge for sure. For sure. It's it's changed like my whole outlook on life really. Yeah. And I feel like this is just setting you up for success in dating people now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then as well, you know, with me being a barber, you know, I see a lot of people throughout the day 
And, you know, it's not just my clients, but like with my friends and closer people in my life, you know, when we're talking about things, I'm able to, you know, give them advice or give them a different perspective and kind of help them break down these situations. Like if that's what they're asking for and they want, if they want the help and just because like I poured so much into myself, I'm able to pour out to other people as well, which is like so fulfilling. Oh my God. That's amazing. It's amazing. You're like giving this gift to other people. I love to think about the fact that like my hair cutter is my therapist too. Like <laughs> yeah. we spend hours in that chair together. And I just feel like yeah. being like learning this work, you're sharing this not only to your friends, maybe your family, but also like the people that are in your chair. Like that's so yeah, huge. I see yeah. I very 100%. much see you as like a young JVN on her way up. We're going to see you on like a TV show very soon, just inspiring <laughs> others to live their best life while you cut dope ass haircuts. Like, <laughs> like it's full package here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's like providing another like layer of value to the client too that yeah. they probably did not expect or maybe ones that return that, you know, they're also, it's the whole experience versus just the haircut. Right. So sometimes I'll get clients that are like, thanks for the conversation too. Thank you for the therapy session. <laughs> You're like, thank you. I've been working on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. My time. pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I love that. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> I feel like one of the biggest turning points for you and our work together. Can we talk about can we talk about salmon day? Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we can. So we had a session, you know, just our regular, our regular session coming up. And I was trying to make lunch for myself before the session because I knew I had to go to work right after our session was done. So I throw the salmon in the oven and, you know, I'm following the, the instructions and it says to broil it on high. <laughs> so, for 10 minutes so I check on it after 10 minutes and there's like smoke coming up from the top of the oven I'm like where is that why is the smoke coming from where the the burners are like where is that oh smoke coming from oh my god <laughs> and like <laughs> And I could just like, I can just kind of like smell it. I just smell like something's, something's burning. And I just, I look and there's just like, there's like smoke all up in, in the oven. And then I started panicking because I know how sensitive my house's fire alarms are. Oh so my God. like while this like salmon is burning, I'm like running around the house, like opening the door and like, fanning the fucking sensor <laughs> trying to air it out and it's like okay but i still have to deal with the salmon like i still have to do something with it and like <laughs> i like take it and i like I throw it outside <laughs> oh my god so it's not like emitting more into the house and then and then the the oven starts beeping and it starts to show a, like an error code on the display 
And uh, now I'm panicking about that. I'm like, oh my God, I have coaching in five minutes. Like I have to, to text Sarah real quick that I was just like, hey, my salmon, <laughs> the oven overheated. I just have to take care of this real quick. Oh, it might be a few minutes late. <laughs> and, but then like the oven, like I'm pushing every button, like holding buttons. And it's like the beeping is not stopping. <laughs> And I'm like YouTubing, like, oh my god, what is this code? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's like, you know, mentioning like overheating and that I have to unplug the oven. And I'm like, well, fuck, like how I have to move this fucking oven out of like, it's like <laughs> very fitted, like cubby, so oh, like have my like. God. Barely any like grip room to like grab anything. Oh but I'm just like <laughs> using my whole stressful. body. <laughs> and but I was just so like determined to like to fix it because like I can't just let it keep beeping. And my roommate had just left. I'm like, oh my god, what if she comes back? And the house is all smoky and the oven is still beeping. Mm. And, but you know, I eventually got the oven out and plugged that shit. Hell yeah. And, you know, I was just, I knew from previous experiences that, you know, what I needed to do was tell my housemate right away and let her, at least let her know what was happening. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, as you know, I felt so much like panic anxiety and like guilt shame like around the situation and like when we logged on like i was just <laughs> oh it was yeah share panic yeah yeah and i was like yeah like let's just you know let's just like work on the thing that we said we we're gonna work on and you're like no but like i feel like <laughs> I feel like we need to address <laughs> what's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, but I, I think like what you're going to do right now is going to help for later though. And you were right. I can't believe you remember that I said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I feel like, I feel like that was just such a turning point for you that day. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. I feel like. Being able to process everything that was coming up for you that day and then leaving with the tools to like really have a, a very honest conversation with your roommate mm -hmm. ever since then, you've just been like, okay, cool. I'm going to go communicate a need over here. I'm going to go share a boundary over here. And you're not <laughs> like, you're not like, you, there's no fears building up around it. There's no like, I need to text you and like figure out what I'm going to say. Even like, even if you did that, that would be fine. Like you just mm -hmm. go and you do it and it's incredible to watch. And so I'm just curious, like <laughs> when I say that out loud, like, is it hard to think about that day and put that into context like that? I think now that you're saying it out loud, yeah, it really was a turning point for me, but I didn't yeah. realize it to be so. Yeah. But it really was. And like, you know, just understanding, you know, finding my innocence in the situation and that yes. I'm just 
doing things to take care of myself. I'm cooking myself a nice meal. I'm following instructions. A salmon, folks. It was a salmon. <laughs> it was a nice cut of salmon. Yes. That's my favorite part about the whole story. It's like, bitch yeah. is cooking a salmon for herself. She was treating exactly. herself. Trying to get my protein out, pulling in. Out all, yes, exactly. Yeah. And fucking fuck. Like, it just got ruined. Yeah. Yeah. Then everything below that, too. You know, like, there's there's already stuff built up between, like, me and my roommate. Like, previous conflict. And I was like, oh, my God. Not not another thing. Like, I, I can't yeah. I can't do this again. I can't, like, mess up another thing. Yeah. But, you know, like. We're human. Yes. We make mistakes. Yeah. And everything can't just be perfect all the time. Oh, that sucks, huh? <laughs> I wish I <it> could. <laughs> <laughs> My forever insecure part of me is like, I wish everything could just be perfect, you know? It would be so fun, yeah. but it's not, yeah. and we can't control right. it, and that drives me fucking right. crazy. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 100%. Oh. I also want to highlight that because, like, sometimes the f- hardest moments are the ones that teach us the most. Oh, yeah. 100%. And that 100%. sucks, you know? But, yeah, it's hilarious now to win. Like, hearing you recount it, it's funny now going back through that. But in the moment, it was, like, re- I, it was a moment. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was, in- it was an yeah. intense moment. Um, Very much yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, what you, what you were saying is, like, sometimes our hardest moments – are the biggest learning lessons. And like, that's just kind of like this overarching theme that I've learned about myself. And even like looking further down the line, you know, like years past, it's our hardest moments, our pain points that really teach us the most about ourselves. Yeah. And like, what's the most empowering is that every time, you you know, you, you come out on the other end, stronger. Stronger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like you got to choose. Yeah. It's like you have to choose to go in, which can be really painful. <sighs> yeah. 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 Well, thank you for sharing that story with us. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I surprised you. I meant to ask you in the beginning. That was the thing I was going to ask you about. That's totally the thing. <laughs> I just forgot. I forgot. It's all good. <laughs> uh, okay. So, what was the most profound part of working on your attachment? For me, I'd say the most profound part of working on my attachment style is to have the vocabulary, like the emotional vocabulary, and also to be able to put context to situations, to understand where these things come from, or at least understanding that maybe that this is a core wound for me. Maybe you don't understand exactly where it comes from, but you know, it starts to like get the gears turning on like, you know, what happened in the past that has developed this into a core wound. Mm. I think just overall gaining that awareness and understanding and then also being able to, again, have the vocabulary to talk about it. I think that's the most profound thing because you're able to express it and explain things. Versus just all these emotions stuck inside of you where you're, yeah. you're overwhelmed and like dysregulated. And like, normally I wouldn't even know what to do. I'm like, I don't, 
I don't even know how I'm feeling. Like, I don't know what I need. Like, and also being able to understand what you need in this, in the situation. Hell yeah. To get through it and being able to ask that of other people or give it to yourself and to be able to just know it. Like that's huge because sometimes we're so caught up in whatever is going on inside that it's just like, like, I don't know. Like I can't, like, it's just too much like overwhelm. Yeah. Then you're just kind of like, you're stuck there. Yeah. And you can't even take action from that, from that place. Cause it's just so overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I'd say something else is starting to understand that everything is a reflection of yourself. Mm. So in terms of those beliefs that I had within my relationship, like all of those things, or at least most of them, like I wasn't giving it to myself. Mm. That's the biggest lesson to me. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. I still have to learn it every day. Yeah. Healing the relationship to yourself. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, you have all these needs that you're trying to meet through other people and you're not giving it to yourself, then you're always going to feel like shit. Yeah. <laughs> because up. you can't rely on, on anyone to always fulfill those. Yeah. Legit. If you're going to wait on someone else, it's going to take a long time. <laughs> if yeah. It's just going to lead you to disappointment. Yeah, really well yeah. said. Really, really well said. I remember when I was going through the personal development school the first time that I was telling everyone, I was like, I'm having a romance with myself. Because like, <laughs> I really felt I like that. I was dating myself for the first time. I was like, I mean, I was married, but like it was a pandemic. I was just home alone all day. It was so great. And I would just take myself off on these like little dates to get to know myself and like answer these questions and understand my needs and then do an activity to meet one of my needs. And it was so fun. I loved it. Yeah. Like I'm finally starting to understand like when people say uh, I'm starting to romanticize my life. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. It's about time, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's never too late. It's never too late. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And wow. as well, building on the part where I said everything's like a reflection of ourself, you know, even, you know, maybe negative thoughts that I have towards someone, like judgment mm. that I'm, I have towards mm. someone. It's like, okay, well, or even feelings of disgust. Like, okay, maybe that's just, maybe those thoughts come out or... Maybe I say it or I'm thinking it and then I kind of like grab it. And I'm like, hold on. Like, You're like oh, okay, where is that coming from? Yeah. That wasn't very nice. You know, that's, yes. that's, it's coming from somewhere. Yeah. And I think that's also huge to just, you just show up better. So much better. In every area because yeah. you're just, you're more self-aware and start checking yourself and like approaching approaching things with more curiosity mm. than brute force. How yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Curiosity, yeah. respect, acceptance. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so yeah. It's Compassion. Such a more, 
compassion for yourself, for other people. I mean, it's just, it's un, oh, to me, it's like the way to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So what would you just say to someone that is struggling with insecure attachments? Let's go ahead and say anxious attachment. Like if let's talk to the anxious people out there. What do you have to say to them? I would say get a little obsessed with learning. Mm. You know, start to understand your tendencies, your partner's tendencies, and then, like we were just saying, be able to build a vocabulary and context to what's happening so that you're taking yourself out of your stories. Because for the APs, we live so deep in our stories that you know once you can get out of that and like have like this like outside perspective of it you know you can really start to do the work and like really like start to see your partner start to see yourself more i'd also just say like learn honestly just join the personal development school like it <laughs> i love that because like all of the tools are there, yeah. you know, start giving yourself what you need and start to understand what you need and learn ways to give it to yourself and build a better relationship to yourself. Because I feel like APs were, were so like attentive and, and know how to give so much, which is beautiful. But when it's at the detriment of yourself, that's when things start to go into shambles and build resentment and your relationships start to crumble a little bit. Mm. And that's not fun. We don't want to get there, right? Mm-mm. Nah, nah, nah. What would you say to an anxious preoccupied that's listening that is like struggling with needs that like thinks that being needy is not safe? Well, first I'd say start by you know, looking at a list of needs and seeing mm-hmm. what resonates with you. So understanding what your needs are and look at the ways that you're getting it in that time. And then once you understand that about yourself and that these these things are important to you, it's like, I don't know, it's not like a an overnight thing, but you know, it, you start to realize and like validate, you know, you asking for a certain need because you understand that that is important to you. So, I mean, then that also goes into, you know, the, the AP has usually has a, a big abandonment wound. Yeah. So once you're starting to understand these things about yourself and get to know yourself, you not, learning to fulfill these things yourself or learning to communicate your needs. That's a form of self-abandonment. Yeah. We want to be there for ourselves. Like Mm -hmm. prime time, biggest thing. Yeah. And that's what's going to hurt even more when you feel abandoned from someone because at the same time, you're probably abandoning yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So much compassion out there for anyone that's going through this right now. Like, can be hard to hear. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very tough. It's very, very tough. Like, especially yes. when, when you're in the situation. When you're but, in it. 
ultimately building a better relationship to yourself heals like so many other things in your life. Yeah. <laughs> just it just makes everything else better. It makes everything else better. It's There's always about you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> All right. I hope that was inspiring to some anxious folks out there. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on today. I'm just curious if there's anything else that you want to share about attachment style, the program, anything else. I'd say, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already in a great spot. You know, if you, (laughs) if you like this content, if you like Sarah's podcast and what she has to bring and you resonate with what she's saying, you like her personality and you, you feel like that's something that would be helpful for you. I'd say just start by booking a call with her. Like, I'm just saying this so genuinely. Like, I know like this is, I'm not like just trying to like throw advertisement and promo to you, but like genuinely (laughs) there's people out there that want to help. And if you feel like something in the episode has resonated with you and you feel like those things would working on your attachment style would be helpful for you, like seek the guidance because it could be so hard to do this stuff by yourself. It's so daunting to see like this mountain that you have to climb by yourself. So to be able to have someone that understands this and can cater the specific information to your situation, that's also something that I really liked about our work that we did together is that it's curated to you. It's not like, yes, we have some structure within the program, which is important, but it's curated specifically to each client and whatever they need. Hell yeah. Like salmon. <laughs> salmon. Like salmon. Yeah. yeah just yeah. like salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for saying that. It's just been honestly an honor. It's been an honor to be able to witness your journey. And I truly believe that I am merely the question, like I'm asking the questions, but you are in charge of your own healing. And so to see you, it's just been incredible. The amount of change and transition that you have experienced in the last couple of months. Like it's, it's amazing. I feel like you're showing up differently in so many different areas in friendships and dating. It's really, really cool to see. So congrats. And like huge, that's just like huge testament to you and what's important to you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just, I'm happy to have you here along the way, along the journey. Oh Oh my gosh. Couldn't do it without you. It's been so fun. Oh, please. You Yes. Well, thank you for saying that. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. At least for where I am right now. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can give yourself some credit. (laughs) Okay. I'll give myself some credit. (laughs) Uh, Well, amazing. Well, if anyone wants to see what kind of hair you cut, do you want to share your Instagram with the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So my professional page is at Anna, A-N-N-A dot cuts, C-U-T-Z. Not with the S, but with a Z. The Z. You know, it just, it just looks cooler. 
It does. And it, it really and a, does. And a dot cuts. Yeah. <laughs> and it cuts. She cuts. So, yeah. <laughs> I highly That's recommend following. It's very cool. I love watching your Instagram page. Yes. It's super fun. You show like all different types of haircuts. Wolfman was my favorite recent. I show my husband all your cuts, which is so fun. Wolfman or the wolf, wolf cut? Wolf cut. Wolfman. <laughs> Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Wolfcut was my favorite. If you don't know Wolfcut, uh-huh. go check out Anna's IG because you will you will learn and you will never go back. Yeah, there's a lot of different variations of wolf cuts too. Oh, so you see, so, you see, check it out. I didn't know that. <laughs> Wolfman. Wolfman. <laughs> so good. But yeah, um, well, check out my page. Yes. Hopefully, you learn something, or maybe you could just enjoy watching it, or if you're in or near the Sacramento area and know someone that could benefit from a nice haircut or maybe they have straight or Asian hair and need someone that is good with sheer work and can understand shape and how straight hair works, then I'm your girl. Hell yeah. Yeah. Either come to me or just learn something from the page, whatever works best for you. So fun. So fun. Well, thanks for being on today. I really appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Anytime. We can do another episode if we want. And Hell yeah. Yeah. I love whatever it. works. Thank you I so love much it. for we'll having have, me. We'll have new salmon stories by then. Yes. Yes. Sa- new salmon and wolfman. <laughs> and wolfman. We'll just bring wolfman on. <laughs> wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, all right. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Isn't Anna just the best? She's so funny. And she brings just this like very amazing clarity, determination, and calm to everything that she does. It's, yeah, I'm sure that just rang through the entire episode. I hope that this helps you wrapping your brain around healing your anxious, preoccupied attachment style or really any attachment style, because I feel like getting to learn the other attachment styles can help us understand our own and other people's attachment styles as well. We're not islands, unfortunately. Trust me, I tried. That didn't work. (laughs) So if you are interested in working with me, if you are recently going through a breakup, or if you're still hung up or fantasizing about your ex, I would love to work with you. I help folks heal their attachment style, but I do that through helping people understand their needs, meet them on their own, and then work on communication so that they are asking for their needs to be met directly and effectively. I am getting the dinner sign from my mom. So I'm going to wrap this up. But if you're interested in working with me, you can book a free discovery call to see if this one-on-one coaching program is the right fit for you. You can do that at sarahcohan.com forward slash coaching. That's S-A-R-A-H. C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash coaching. I hope to see you there. These calls are so fun. But if not, I'll see you right back here next week. Thanks so much.